The Comedy Store would like you to know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are strictly those of the speakers or authors and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by the Comedy Store and its affiliates. I'm sorry about my hair. Does it look like an 80s... uh it looks great. Looks like I'm in a Janet Jackson it. video or something. Yeah, you, you uh, I apologize. Like, uh, I just let it. Uh, what's, dry. The, what's, uh, what's the girl in uh, um, Flashdance? Oh, girl, wow. Beale. Really? Just Jennifer Beale. Jennifer Beale. You know, whatever. Dude. Uh, what a feeling. <laughs> I'm going to take it. <laughs> um, I know it's a lot, but I like it. I'll yeah. take it. Yeah. Take it. Take it. Are we on? Are we live? We're on. Oh, this ha- so what I was saying well, was... Wait, wait. I want to say welcome to the Comedy Store oh, podcast. We took a break for a little bit because oh, Rick was on the road and stuff. And so it was just hard. Then I was on the road. I so know. I apologize. But we're back. And then Rick isn't here tonight. Uh, you know, he's got kids. I told him not to buck in. I told him to pull out. He don't listen. So... They bring problems. We, it, problems so now we're here and we got the great Maz Jabrani and I'm excited because you've been on the podcast before and it's literally one of my favorites I have to listen by the way I feel like I could just I could like guest host whenever I could be you know Johnny Carson wouldn't be there I could be Rick's if you want the version of like Gary Shandling would host I'll be the Gary Shandling to his Johnny Carson I have had like while he was on tour if I was in town I've had multiple hello I didn't know I I didn't know you'd be interested what I was about to tell you what I was about to tell you was uh, um, uh, it's funny because we all see each other. Yeah. Comedians. First of all, uh, we see each other in passing and we hang out. We have great conversations. Sure. We don't, yeah. But then you realize how little, because you were just telling me that Rick's got kids. I go, Rick's Two. got kids? I was like, I thought, Rick, I thought Rick is a kid. Yeah, yeah. To me, he's still young. You still see him. As like 24. We're all still in the same mindset we were when we met. Maybe even younger for some of us. I know I'm a toddler. Absolutely, no. Definitely nothing Absolutely, and then and then and then you realize that, and then you said, "Oh, he's married to an Israeli woman." I go, "What?" Like, oh yeah, Corinne's that, amazing. Rick, Rick yeah. from Kansas, and then it's, it's just a, it's so. But I love it. But here's what's interesting is because I just so there's you know Dan Adut, you know Dan. Mm-hmm. Dan is a comedian. He doesn't do really the store funny. as much. Very no, funny. But we work the improv together a lot. Yeah, yeah, very funny. With him a bunch. So he is fellow Iranian American comedian. He's younger. I remember the day I was doing some event, and Dan came up to me, and he was in. Um, I think he was in at, like Johns Hopkins, going to be go, like going to medical school. Oh wow! He said, "My parents want me to go to medical school, but I want to be a comedian. What should I do?" I said, "Listen, you live in New York. Go to New York, get a job at like internship at Comedy Central. Just go, so yeah. your parents think you're do- working, and right. then find your way in." Anyway, did he finish medical school? No, he didn't. He just he didn't even go to medical. I think I think he finished his undergrad and then w- oh, okay. went. Oh, okay. I was going to say, but Dang. but he just wrote a book, and I was reading his book, and I realized how little I knew about him, and I was like. <laughs> Why is it? Am I just like because you ruined his life? By no, because t- no, I think kidding. that we all get together and we tell our stories, <laughs> right? And then some stick and some don't. Yeah, you so, know, because he did move to New York. Yeah, he moved, and to he New- did exactly what you told him. Or? He did all that, but then I found out in this book that he's uh, he's a big foodie. He cooks. He's gone hunting. I found wow. a lot of stuff about. Like you should write a book so I can learn about you. Oh, I'll write a book. I mean, you read it. I would read. I would read if Eleanor wrote a book. I would read it. So many people have told me to write a book. You really should. The ridiculous chapters in my life, like uh, just the other day I was on with kids I grew up with. Uh I say kids, meanwhile, they're elderly like us. But uh, we were- We're not elderly, we're older. You know what I mean. Mature. But we're still idiots. So uh, the three of us, he married this girl. We all just stayed really close. And they live in Florida now. And we were telling stories. And I mean- I, he goes, I want to do a podcast and talk about this. I go, do you understand how incriminating 
oh, two yeah. of the stories that you just told off the top. Yeah. Two yeah. of them. Yeah. I still got family that lives there. We yeah. can't. None of no, those. No, there's a lot. You got to check well, some of it. He goes, you got to understand. What if we do that thing where it's like, I go. <laughs> a podcast? <laughs> no, like a Patreon. Oh, where Patreon. Where they have to yeah. pay. I go, pay. Oh, you, oh, you think they're not going to yeah. get somebody? Hey, yeah. what, what is he talking about yeah. over it's there? It's still illegal. Even if they're paying <laughs> to listen to you. No, that's why the book is great. Because I think you've had such great experiences. I was just thinking about like once in a while when I see it, I go, hey, Eleanor. Like Eleanor, right? Yeah. And then I remember it was Barry Diamond who used to. Sure. When you were waiting at the. Well, I always talk about this. I aged in his act. Yes. That's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> he used to go, Eleanor, like I'd walk by in the main room and he'd go, Eleanor, that's my wife, yeah. Eleanor. 14 years old, God bless her. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, but she got the body of an 18-year-old. Yeah. Then I became 17-year-old with the body of a 20-year-old. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I have to quit. Yeah. I've aged in Barry's act. We. He did it on the road, by the way, people told me. Oh, really? <laughs> I love that. But wait, yeah. did, wouldn't you have to be in the audience for no, him to do No, he used any waitress. Oh, okay. okay he just liked yeah. The name. He Elmore. just like saying the name. That's hilarious. But I always got more tips because they were like, eh, "That's kind of rude." That what kid? he said. Oh, I see. Okay, okay, that's good. That's good. It's it's you know we were I started in the late '90s here and we we saw I'm just thinking about it we saw some everyone's I mean I think and in, in, in the end everyone's nice and they got a good heart but in the, but we saw a lot of craziness. Wait a minute, you really believe that? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean the, like specifically who? No, uh, I'm just I'm saying I'm saying if you're a comedian, like ultimately when you're a comedian, sure you want attention and all that stuff, but. You also are trying to make people laugh. I mean, if you really, yeah. if you really psychoanalyze this whole thing, it's not like you're 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 saying, oh, I'm I'm you know I I want to, like like let's say for example, let's just take extreme examples here. Like, I know you're gonna go. No, 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 you don't know where I'm gonna go. Oh, I'm saying know. let's take let's say you take for example, um, the Iceman, right? Uh, the guy who was the the killer. The Iceman cometh. The Iceman cometh. The guy who was the killer Which for. Which would kind of be like the podcast I was talking about a couple. Of yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you don't remember. But he was. The, if you saw the documentary on HBO, they had him talking about how he was a mob killer. Yeah. And he took pleasure in killing these people who go tie them up and then sometimes like have the rats basically eat them. Yeah. So you have someone like that. Okay. Who, who wants to bring pain to people. <laughs> and then most comedians ultimately. Was he trying to bring pain to them or just get some information? <laughs> no, it was, it was they they said I'm kill kidding, the person. Right. And it was like, I'll kill you by, yeah, by yeah, slowly. rat bite. Like, yeah. Watch this. And he's just eating a big sandwich. So like he's on the far scale of like wanting Cuckoo. to hurt people. Yeah. Versus most comedians, I think, ultimately want want people to laugh. Yeah. Even if they're saying something crazy you're saying. Like, yeah, even if a... they're saying something so insanely horrific yes. where you're like Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen. No, I'm not saying the comedians are uh, put thought, together. Yeah, I thought you were going to bring up Holtzman, and I was like, "That's oh, a the, great example." Well, Holtzman is a, the biggest heart there is. Biggest heart. The nicest guy. Yeah. And literally, like, donates. People tell me all the time that, like, oh, you know, Holtzman sent me money, or Holtzman sent Holtzman sent me a gift for the yeah. baby. Yeah. Like, and if people, I mean, I, I think people just do know that. But then he goes on stage and says the wildest shit. Well, Brian Holtzman is because it's what makes him laugh. Yeah, I love Brian, and, and like I actually, my I, I lost my sister to breast cancer, but I had brought, she was a documentary filmmaker. Yeah, and I told her I said you got to see this guy because he was she was looking for her next subject. I go, you got to see Brian, 
I go, this is a great documentary here because at the time, I don't know what he's doing now, but at the time he was a comedian here who we all believe in, in the comedian's minds is a genius of, of sorts. Mm-hmm. And then during the day, I think he was working as like a meter mate or something in Manhattan Beach. Sure. And I said, this is a great documentary. Million jobs. So he she, also worked for the airlines for years. Yeah, for the United. airlines. So she came and she followed him a little bit. And then, and, then, and then he just took a liking to my sister. He was so nice to her. And then actually when my sister passed away, I asked him to come and he spoke. And oh, it was yeah. so touching to just have him. Because I also saw him speak. Remember when Freddie Soto passed away? Yeah. That was one of the best. It's like he's always, friends. but he always like knocks it out when it's time to honor we, somebody. We do, we do have a joke about that with Holtzman. Yeah, that he's uh, what is he now? We didn't know your sisters, yeah. but we'll add that. Yeah, because uh, uh, he's uh, three and one. He bombed at one. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Brody's. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he oh, at Brody's. oh, did he? I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't see Brody's. It was brutal. It was brutal, but oh, it was, was it? awesome. Oh gosh. But they got the same time slots. Yeah. They didn't know each other that well. Yeah. Talk about in passing. You would yeah. think, what? You don't know Brody? Yeah. Brian had real jobs. Yeah. Like, Brian has two pensions. Yeah. We're the idiots. I know. Brian yeah, is yeah. taking care of. He's fine. Yeah. yeah. We, um, so he wasn't. He didn't hang out like yeah, he did. Yeah. So I mean, one of my favorite jokes Holtzman used to do when it when I first started, when I was like in the '90s. He, he would shake his pants and it would be like a lot of like metal you'd yeah. hear, and he goes, "Those are nuts and bolts I took from the plane. Good luck." <laughs> you know, it's just, it's so stupid. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what he did. Yeah. He fixed airplanes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'd be up all night. Yeah. Doing comedy, drink whatever, and then go to work. And I'd see him on an early flight, and I'd be like, "Oh no." That's hilarious. I got the nuts and bolts. Well, that's why he's such a, I think, such a great guy. He's traveled the world as well. And right. he's got, and he's very open-minded about the world. Yeah, but when he spoke at Brody's, he didn't know much. Oh. And so he goes, hey, you know, uh, we get the same time slot, so uh, I'm kind of, you know, I'm going to get more spots. <laughs> hilarious it was so funny but awful at the same time yeah, yeah. but like we were laughing but yeah. it, it didn't go over well like yeah. mitzi's was incredible yeah um jeff scott's yeah now yeah. your sister yeah i yeah. did not know that i How just remember ago, my way, sister was 2017 about. august 13th of 2017 it was okay. right when i had it was it was crazy like i had a netflix special coming out and i was doing press for it at the same time that my sister was in the hospital with cancer was just passing away Wow, and it was just the craziest. Um, it was just a crazy, crazy. It was like because she she'd been diagnosed in 2010 and okay. w- with breast cancer, mm-hmm. and her name's Miriam. And and you know when you when you have a loved one get cancer, you go, oh, we're gonna beat it, absolutely. And in your mind, you're like, oh yeah, Anything we do, yeah, we do it, this, yeah. yeah, double mastectomy, do the you know the chemo, all this, we're gonna beat it. And then at first, it, it seemed like we had it, and then like 2013 or so, her doctor said, you know, it spread to your liver. And then again, she said, you only have a couple years to live. Then we went and saw this other doctor. And the other doctor goes, who am I to tell you how long you have to live? He goes, people have had what you have and, and they've live- lived 20 years. Yeah. So he goes, I don't know. So we really were like, we're into that. We're going to lean into that. Mm-hmm. And then she was changing her diet and she was trying all kinds of alternative stuff and her numbers sure. were going down. It was looking good. And then I would say in like early 2017, she was like, I got some stomach pain and, and we're always worried, but, but we're like, your numbers are still low. Yeah, they are. I'm gonna get get it checked, and then she would like just like her energy was getting a little less and less, and then I just remember the, it was basically like um, we had gone with my family, with my wife and kids to go to Spain for just a couple weeks, and we came back and it was just a couple weeks. Well, I, all yeah, right. it was yeah, summer. No, that's all right. Uh, and, Country uh, dropper. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we came back. It was it was like third of July, and uh, I found out that they, they basically said that it, like it had spread, and and, yeah. she, and by the th- from the third 
to the 13th of August, you know, then she was gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and she was like the closest person to me in my life. So that was, that was really hard. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've also lost a brother. Are you guys close in age? She was two years older than me. Yeah. And my brother that I lost was five years younger than me. And we, uh, we lost him to addiction. So people ask me all the time. It's interesting. I've had people now in the comedy world that'll lose a loved one and they'll reach out to me. They'll be like, how'd you deal with it? And I go, be honest with you. Like when you lose a loved one, you're hoping there's somebody who's wise who's going to be like, this yeah. is what the answer is. And you go, oh, great. But really, the only real answer that could work is if you said, oh, I, I brought them back. You know what I'm saying? Like I you can't. Them. I'm saying like if if somebody could be like, oh, here they are. They never died. Here you go. Oh, they're right, back. right, right. Oh, I, you scared? I was like, oh my god, you could do that. Like, no, like, no, no. I, I wish. lost a sister too. Yeah. So I, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. And then my best friend, she lost her little sister. So it's like a whole. Yeah. Like it's been a weird. Yeah. So yeah. it is hard because it's literally like today. She kind of like when we were talking, and I was like, "How are you?" And then I, as I sent it, I thought, "Oh no, I I know how she is. Yeah. I, I don't. Why did I yeah. ask that question?" Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, "Because my sister passed. Um, it's 2009. Yeah, August. Yeah. You know what's crazy? My mom. She um she says, "Oh honey." All the tragedies in our family happen in August. Oh, wow. August is the worst month. And I go, Mom, I was born in August. Oh, I'm sorry, honey. <laughs> <It's> tragic. <laughs> what an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying I to break the... A couple other kids, nieces, nephews, you know. Yeah, yeah. Chill out on the August. Oh, the is August the worst. thing. Yeah, it's going to be a bad month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every My time. birthday, Mom. But every time. Yeah. Even like after Freddie passed, um, my grandma died 20, 20 days later. Freddie was July 10th, yeah. uh, 2005, and my grandma was the 30th. Uh. So I was like, oh my God. It, so, And my mom goes, at least she didn't do August. And I was like, oh my God. Uh, your mom hates August. <laughs> and me. <laughs> and you. And you. What a bad mom. It just always makes me giggle. I'm like, yeah. mom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it was, yeah, it, it is strange. You totally. bond. It's interesting. Like, you I don't actually, know how to deal with it or like even like to say something to my friend today. I didn't know what to say. Uh, you know what I just try to do? I go, I go. listen, I'm here for you if you ever need someone to talk Same. to. And, and just it's going to take time and, and it never like it never it never goes away. It just, yeah. it just, you know, you hopefully people have said this and I think there's truth to it. Some of the memories that were always like of those last days will then the, the some other memories will come in that will make you smile. Like yeah. I had one of those yeah, today. Yeah. I forget what happened, but I was like, "Oh, my sister Marion would have loved that." But I, I actually, um, I was at, at Mitzi's funeral. Mm -hmm. um, it was the interesting. Funeral, so you went up. Yeah, down. it was okay. very interesting to me because I, I, I got a message at the time from Paulie, and, and he's like, "Don't tell him. Just you come up." And I yeah, was like, very, "It was very private." It was so very private. Very nice. it, was, it was very. Yeah. There weren't that many people, and I was really touched by that. And I was, and and then I ended up talking to Bob Saget, mm -hmm. who also lost two siblings. And I was like, oh, yeah. and I and I con I felt immediately connected to the guy. You know, when you right. run into other people that have lost siblings, you go, oh, we have a connection. Yeah, you know, it's not a club you want to be a part of, but you know, you do get some comfort in knowing that you're not alone. Right. You know. Right. There's something know. there. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Now you should do a documentary on your sister. Well, my sister did do a documentary. That's what I mean. Yeah. She, I mean, well, I don't she know. did. She did a documentary. Uh, it was called Everything Must Change. And her um, partner at the time, Kenny Kraus, um, they they made a they made a film about her journey, and it's yeah. a beautiful film. Okay, uh, it's called Everything Must Change. If people want to watch it, it's on um, on uh, um, Amazon. 
and it's all about her I'm gonna story. I'm going to put it on our list because I started a new podcast where we review documentaries called Check it What's out. Up, Doc? So I'd love oh, to I watch love it. it. Yeah. Definitely watch it. Tell me what you think because I thought they did a great job and it was very touching to me. And um, matter of fact, I, I just shot a special here at the store. Yes. And there's which a, is what we're supposed to be talking about. We're supposed about. to be talking about well, that. We took the, yeah. Yeah. But at the end of um, the special, there's a clip of me in... 2000 i think okay right by the circle sign in the um in the uh, uh parking lot yeah and my sister at that time has started to do a documentary on me oh. so she's interviewing me back then it was interesting because kenny got me this footage and it was interesting because in the special uh, hopefully people watch it it's on youtube it's called the birds and the bees um another one we'll watch yeah <laughs> But the, the special, I um, I it's filmed in the main room, and I'm doing crowd work, and it's packed, and it's the show, and I tell the story, becoming a regular here, all that stuff. You do the whole story, what Mitzi made you do? Yes. Yeah, and or then wanted you to do it. Wanted rather. me to do. And then at the end, if you stay to watch the end, as the credits are rolling, it's me telling my sister, I'm like, I'm telling her about um, wanting to be seen by somebody at the Aspen Comedy Festival so that I can get wow. some things going. And yeah. then... And then I say, um, well, come in there. They're not going to let you film because it's not that full. And I might have to do crowd work and it's not going to go anywhere. It basically is interesting because it's like I've just kind of done in the special what I end up talking about in this footage from 20 years ago. It's pretty interesting. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Foreshadowing it was. Foreshadowing Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, I didn't. I love. I know you've told it a million times, but would you tell the story again of what Mitzi? Just in case people. Yeah. So again, I'll tell. One of the reasons I wanted. Because what year was it when you got passed? I got passed in. I believe it was in '99. And believe it or not, I don't know the exact date because That's crazy. I How should about know. the month? No. No. I, I I know that it was sometime. I think it was like mid '99 or so because I started doing stand up comedy summer of '98. Right. And then I remember I, I met my now wife, who was then my girlfriend, in February of 99. I wasn't a regular yet. Got it. Because I was still doing the, the bringers. Yeah. And back then, the biggest bringer that I would do was uh, Skippy Lowe <laughs> and Belinda Foster in the belly room. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. That's <laughs> it good was the stuff. craziest show. Hello, Mary. Sit the, down. So for people that don't know, Skippy Lowe had a cable access show. <laughs> Betty Grable legs. Betty Grable legs. And Skippy Lowe, the name, like he had, it, it was, he was a he, and he had white hair that came like it was. He did identify as a he, huh? He was he a he. He would wear skirts. I know, but I'm just saying, like, well, but, I, you don't think about it. But he that, had the hair. He had like the hair that came to here, yeah. white hair, right? And it was kind of bowl, almost like a bowl thing. And then he would wear a dark, like a black, like turtleneck or something. And he kind of had boobs. Yeah, like, like he had like his, you know, well, like he would be considered boots. a cross dresser back then. Well, no, the problem was the first time I got I, I, I got booked to do Skippy Lowe's and, and the people that don't know Bringers, I'm sure you guys have talked about this, but of a Bringer show is where the booker books you, says you, open mic comedian, need to bring four or five people with you. You're not funny enough. We're not paying you. And you need to bring people to pay to get in because also no one's going to come see a bunch of open micers right? right so you have to everyone's got to bring five people and so they told me a skippy low show so i come walking through <laughs> that opening like by the Didn't bar he have saturday nights he have saturday or That's friday what I'm saying. it was saturday yeah, it was night, night belly yeah. room i'm coming walking through yeah, the front Rachel was friday and he's sitting there and i'm like and I go, yeah, I'm, I'm for the Skippy Low show, and I wasn't sure because Skippy because Low could be a thing, well, no, well, Skippy Low could be, but no, Skippy <laughs> Low could be a woman, and I don't know, sure, or it could be a guy, and then and then and he's like, I'm Skippy, it's Pat, yeah, it's, and it's it's very Pat, yeah, 
and and his voice was very much like you know. Hello, and, Mary. Yeah. So I'm even then, I was, like, I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, I don't know who I was with. I was like, is is, is he a girl or a guy? I can't tell. <laughs> so and he would sometimes wear skirts yeah. and heels. He had a billboard with stockings, skirt, and heels, and a suit jacket. And it was be- the Skippy Low with Betty Grable legs. Dude, and the fact Hysterical. that they would give them the belly room on a Saturday night meant that the main room and the original room were going to have some big big performers. Like, I remember one night I was performing. This is early on in my career, and I thought, oh, my God, I've made it. I was in the belly room. Tippy, but yeah. Well, no. It, well, uh, that's funny. Oh. I was in the belly room, and we had George Carlin was doing a, oh, that's a little different. thing in the we main room. We just talked about that. And he Dice did seven was in, And Dice was in the original room. Oh. And in my head, I'm like, Andrew Dice Clay, who I grew up watching, yeah. and George Carlin yeah. are on the other stages. While I'm on this stage, I was like, that's it. I'm in. I've made this it. This is a trifecta. <laughs> this is, this the is amazing. Trifecta. And then me. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so Skippy Lowe was... Skippy Lowe, I remember, I think I've told you this before, he would do a thing where... Um, he would get drunker and drunker as the night went on. Yeah. And, and Belinda Foster, uh, um, African American, but she may or may not have had children in those vans. We don't, don't know. know. She was <laughs> so she was she was uh, um, very uh, religious. But but Skippy, it was Skippy show. Belinda would run it for for him. Yeah. And she would help book. Mm-hmm. But it was funny because you'd be booked on there and you'd bring like whatever. I'd bring ten people, fifteen people. Yeah. And they'd be like, "Here's the lineup. You know, you're up fourth. And you'd be there, and then Skippy would walk up to Belinda and be like, put this one on. And then she'd be like, oh, okay. And then she'd put the next person on. And then put this one. So that you just keep getting bumped. And then I'd be like, Belinda, I have 10 people. And she's like, I know, I know. It's okay. I'm going to get you on. Good stuff. Good good stuff. stuff. And she was so nervous. Yeah, she was so nervous. She was so sweet. And Skippy was like getting drunker and drunker. And then it got to a point where I remember Skippy would be like, because if if somebody were on stage bombing, Mm -hmm. there's a bunch of open micers. Yeah. He'd go to Belinda, get get him off stage, and then she'd be like, oh, I, "He just got up. He's only done two minutes." And, and then he would walk up a couple times. I saw him walk up and grab the mic and be like, "Keep it going for this one." All right, Mary. Wasn't he great? Wasn't anyway, <laughs> so what did I say was next. Like he was, he was great. I don't. He would drink, right? Oh yeah, he we definitely had the drinking wine and get drunk. So that was me. That was my initi- initiation into the comedy store. Then, then it got to a point where back then you had to get somebody to recommend you. Yeah. So I had taken a class with Mike Marino. He was teaching a oh. stand-up comedy class. He was teaching stand-up? He was teaching. I think wow. Mike, Mike's always hustling. So of he was, course. So uh, I said, Mike, would you recommend me? I don't know if you're ready. And I go, come on, Mike, please, please, please. Okay, fine. So then he recommended me. And so I tell the story in the special about how back then you had to do, you had to do three minutes in the original room on an open mic night, yeah. Sunday night. And if she liked you, she'd get word back for you to come back and do six. Sure. So a couple weeks later, you come back, you do six. She liked you. You've made it to round Nine. three yeah. and come back and do, I think it was 10, actually. Nine or 10, yeah. Whatever yeah, it was. So then I moved up, got to the 10, and then at the 10, you're on stage in the original room, and anyone who's been here at the comedy store knows the original room is just dark. And then Mitzi is sitting in the back. In more ways than one. Yes, many yes. ways. Mitzi's sitting in the back by the exit sign in her chair, and you're walking <laughs> off the stage, and you have about 20 feet until you hit past Mitzi. If she lets you go by, see you later. Bye. See you. Get out of here. She's not going to talk to you. If she'll look the other way. You know, go work. It's going to take you a year or two to be seen again. But if she grabs your arm, you can be made a regular. Yeah. So me being Iranian-American, I was up there talking about whatever, being, you know, growing up Iranian in America, a couple of jokes, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm walking past. I'm like, please, Mitzi, please grab my arm, please. So then, you knew about the grab arm. I knew. Somebody I, told, okay. They said if she grabs your arm, you're in. If not, then, you know, 
Sorry. Yeah. So uh, I'm walking by and then she grabs my arm and I had all these flashes Mm -hmm. on her because like, you know, I was uh, an Eddie Murphy fan. Eddie Murphy performed here. I'm thinking to myself, this is it. I'm going to be on Saturday Night Live in a week. You know, I'm going to get my own TV show. You're seeing it. The whole Just thing. seeing it all happen. I had my Oscar award. The I was movie like, in your mind. The whole thing. I was like, this is it. And she goes, <laughs> you're very funny. I go, thank you, Mitzi. I'm going to make you a regular. Thank you, Mitzi. Have you thought about wearing the outfit? I go, what outfit? She goes, you know, the hat and the gown. I go, hat and gown? She goes, you know, the hat and the gown. And she's making a circular hat. The circular the hat. hat. Yeah. Ma's Ma, the hat. The hat, which means a turban. <laughs> somebody's on on stage bombing to yeah. like yeah. get the turban get the turban and i looked there i was like oh yeah the, sure yeah okay and i mean i what, what I am i i'm not going to say right then and there i'm not no, going to be I know. you know so i was like i was like sure and she goes great uh, you know call, call, call you monday get your spots great and now i walk into the hallway and i'm like holy shit what did i just agree to do I'm going to dress up as a terrorist on stage. Like, wow, they say you have to sell your soul, but I, I didn't know it was immediate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought and after it was three minutes. Yeah, I know. Right after after my yeah after my 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 first foray, and then um, then I started looking for an out. And Corey, and then I thought first because she was older. Then I thought, okay, maybe by the time Corey calls me, which by the way was was a day later because Sunday night was when you did absolutely. The, so well, Monday, yeah, she switched it to Sunday because it, it was originally Monday when she opened. Monday night football happened. Uh, it took away the business, so she moved to Sunday. Okay, that's smart. But it was Monday night football was so new. Yeah. Now they just play it in the front bar and people run in and out. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> um, but 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 yeah. So she made me a regular on a Sunday, and I thought maybe by Monday when I get the call, I thought maybe she will have forgotten because that, that's, yeah, that's yeah. how stupid I was. So then Co- Corey called me, Princess Corey, uh, and she knew me from around the club. <laughs> And hey, Moss, congratulations. Mitzi told me you're a regular. I go, yes, I am. She goes, and she told me you're going to wear the outfit. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, sugar, I'm so excited for you. You're going to wear the outfit. I'll bring my outfit, too. I'm a princess. I told, and I said, I said, Corey, what happens if I don't wear the outfit? She goes, do I really have to tell you? I go, uh, that meant like you're not going to get as many spots. Right. And any then, spots. Any spots. And then, then she started trying to convince me. She said, listen, Mitzi must have seen something in you. This is a character that's going to be big. You know, Mitzi helped Roseanne oh. shop for her clothes. You know, Dice find, Corey found... Corey was drinking all the Kool-Aid. Yeah. All Dice the found his character here. This is, this is, she's seeing something big in you. I was like, all right. And then I hung up and I was like, then, then I'm starting... I'm trying to look for negotiation. So then I call her up. I go, I go, I go Corey, because I, I was doing sketch comedy at the time at another place called the Acme Theater. Oh, yeah, yeah. And on Eddie La Brea? Mur- was that La Brea? La Brea yeah. and Beverly. And Eddie Murphy used to do on Saturday Night Live, Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood, which was a playoff of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. So I thought... You know, one of the sketch ideas I had was like Mr. Rahim's neighborhood because this is like ah. right when Islamophobia was starting. Sure, I was like, I'll play like you know, make make fun of it in a way. And um, so I told Corey, I said, Corey, what if I do like twelve minutes of my act, and the last three minutes I become like Mr. Rahim or something? She's like, that's not a bad idea. Let's let's yeah. think about that. I was like, all right. And then I said, let me come in and talk to you. So I wanted to talk to her, and as you remember, Corey was a big fan of like old movies like from the 20s and the 30s do, do i remember yeah. she dresses like that she dresses she's, like that. she's in that era she's in that era she was and, in that era in her 20s in her 20s twi- exactly <laughs> terrifying and so there was like there was a famous actor named rudolph valentino mm-hmm. who i'm sure you know who was who my had sister a, dated a guy named rudy valentino well there you go grew up in south philly yeah so everybody funny. so he was famous back then and he used to play the sheik or the sheikh there was a movie sure. where he was like this he like he was this um 
this hero yeah, that, like black eyes kind of like black i feel eyes. like it was makeup right yeah I, yeah i remember too it was probably like mexican or something but he was playing <laughs> this arab dude and he had the eye thing oh, and then he had I like even a think of that. yeah and then he had like yeah. a white like a white uh, almost like a white sh- turbany looking thing and he would have like almost like horse riding boots and he was like hero so i was like Corey, what if i he do he rode a horse right? i think he did i yeah, think I, I should I, go I, see I, it yeah but i was like Corey, what if i rather than playing like a turbaned terrorist type what if i play the the root like a rudy valentino like rudolph valentino like a hello girl hello, yeah he was like a sex symbol yeah i go what if yeah, i go yeah. the other way and she's like i love it i'm gonna tell mitzi you're gonna be the rudolph valentino let's go and i walked out of her office i'm like what am i doing i was like i don't want to do you're this like, what are you doing she was wearing a tiara where the fuck <laughs> I know, am i, I know, where am i <laughs> and so then i was like okay i gotta get out of this so then i was talking to my sister Miriam about ideas like how do i get out of this and the two things that came to mind, one of them was my father had moved back to Iran at that point. Okay. So I thought, okay, if, you know, if if the the like the Ayatollahs in Iran get word that there's somebody making fun of them and my dad's back in Iran, he could be in trouble. Off a bit. But, yeah, yeah. but even worse, I said, for you guys, I said, so I said, there was this guy, this is actually true, there was this Iranian dude who was making fun of the Ayatollahs on Iranian television. He was a comedian. Who was doing it in Persian? Sure. For Persian TV, like, like, like. I mean, have, I feel like that's such a big thing. Whatever your culture is, people make fun of it. Yeah, but like, like you know, if, imagine like on Telemundo, if there was a comedian making fun of the president of Mexico, right? I'm sure, there is. Yeah, and yeah. you and I don't know what that means, right. but the Mexicans are like, oh, it's great. Yeah. So similarly, this guy was making fun of the Ayatollahs, the mullahs over there, and then he was at some rally here in L.A., and some of the supporters showed up and they threw a rock and they hit him in the eye and they blinded him in oh. one eye. Yeah, so that's. I do remember you telling this. That okay. was the story. So I call up Corey. I go, Corey, listen, I was working on the turban. I've been working on Rudolph Valentino. I got a I lot got of ma- ideas. I this got is, the makeup on. I got the makeup. I've been rehearsing. <laughs> like, I'm ready to go. I got my accent back. But I, I go, mean... you know, I go, I got to tell you, I got to, you know, there was this guy and this happened. And so I could do it. But if word got back to the. Uh, God you know, forbid. God yeah. forbid. They might come after me. And mm-hmm. worse yet, they might blow up the club. And she was like, oh, um, let me call you back. And then I think she called Mitzi. And like five minutes later, she's like, talk to Mitzi. She said, she said wear something comfortable. You'll be fine. And I, was like, I got out of wearing the outfit. And the funny thing, the ice, I but didn't you talk. Poor thing, you're right, like sweating, like, fuck, I don't. Bro, have you, you know, had like. Had you gotten a spot at that point or you didn't No, I've been getting in? spots. They no, were, no, no. But, it, oh, you were getting. No, was, yeah, they were giving me spots. They, they thought, because I kept. I was being the good oh, employee. you kept pushing it. I was being the good employee. I was like, I'm working on it. And they're like, oh, great. This guy, he's totally listening sure, to you. Sure, sure. You were stalling. Imagine like stalling. if you have like a phone call, like like you've got, you you've decided to call someone to break up with them or divorce <laughs> or whatever. Right, it was right, a right. big call. So I remember going like, because then I'm thinking to myself, you got to be ready for it because you, you're thinking, well, what if they don't bite? Yeah. What if I say this, that, the other, and they go, we're willing to risk it. Wear the outfit. Now you're out of options unless if you come up with some other. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, it was a nervous call. It was like, oh, here we go. One, two, three. Hey, Corey, listen. Really excited. Things are looking good. <laughs> but I just got some news, and that you got to sound like you're upset. Right. I got some news, and I don't know. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm really upset about this. But this guy got blinded. So I, listen, I got the I, the turban's right here. I'm about to put it on. <laughs> 
But I I'm was, just it's saying, in the car. It's in the car. It's on, it's on its way. <laughs> they might blow up the club. Might. I mean, I think we should go for it, don't you? We should. We should definitely Meanwhile, go for it. <laughs> she had a show called Arabian Nights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She put that together. She had it's fun to be a Jew, which yeah. is hilariously yeah. ironic. And yeah. uh, what was the other one? Night of a Thousand Guidos. Night of a Thousand Guidos. Um, which uh, this other comic, uh, I can't think of his name, Jimmy something. He was like, she stole that from me, and I was like, uh, did she? Did he pitch it? I don't know. I I don't know if he was like maybe talking about doing yeah. it or whatever. Yeah. But she, it, we had to do so much detail for those shows. Well, especially the Night of a Thousand Guidos, we had to put the red and white, um, you know, like tablecloths. Oh if yeah, you go yeah, to yeah, an yeah, Italian yeah. restaurant and you see those red and white yeah, like yeah. that. She, she wanted, liked the themes. We had a fucking tape. You know how hard that was. Yeah, yeah. Every table in the main room. But you know what? God bless her because I, in all honesty, like early on, I felt like I felt like especially when you're starting out i feel like like we weren't i wasn't getting the love that i was hoping to get mm-hmm. and i don't know if that's because somebody might be looking at me going like oh this is a shtick this guy's got a thing you know the the arab thing you know like yeah, yeah. they don't take you seriously sure and so for her to go there's something different about you let me put you up it it makes you feel like oh yeah. i'm in the game now like yeah. it really helped my confidence and and then but and by the way it's also being put into like basically the minor leagues where you're going to just yeah. be going at it. And so, you guys came up with a big tour. Yeah, well, the, yeah, the Arabian Nights turned into the Access of Evil comedy tour and it was me, Ahmed Ahmed, Aaron Cater. It was originally with Sam Tripoli, but then we ended up on the special putting on Dino Bidala, who's Palestinian. Okay. Because Sam being half Armenian didn't quite fit yeah. the Middle Eastern thing. Um, but it, but it really was and it is it's a great place to grow i mean you know she she really thought that that tour and that whole thing was going to bring peace to the middle East. like in her she, heart uh, seriously all, but i'll be really honest with it. you she actually so so the way that all came about was in 2000 she was watching cnn and there was oh, an uprising God. with the palestinians and the israelis she was obsessed yeah and she's jewish right and so she sees this and she goes like comedy's you know we need we need healing so that's when she said um I think there's going to be a need for a positive voice for Muslims in the near future. This is before September 11th. Yeah. And so she saw something happening. And at the time, I was the only Middle Eastern comedian here. And she'd seen Ahmed at some show in the main room. So she brought him in. Then I got a call from Duncan, who was then the booker. Mm-hmm. Going, do you know any other Middle Eastern comics? And I was like, um, I saw a guy. <laughs> the Sheik. We, like the, you know, yeah. we called him the Sheik. Who? Duncan. Oh, really? Why? Because Corey left, Princess Corey. Uh-huh. And then we were like, Duncan, you could be the, new, you could be the Sheik. That's hilarious. So he was yeah. the Sheik. So Duncan called and he goes, I, I, do you know anybody? And I said, listen, I saw this guy at the Ha Ha who's half Palestinian. That was Aaron Cater. Oh, yeah, yeah. I go, maybe him. So then he got, a, he got an audition and he got in. And then Sam Tripley at that time had auditioned for Mitzi, but not gotten in because he was just doing him. Yeah. And I was friends with Sam and his last name's Tripoli and Tripoli is the capital of Libya. Yeah. So I called him up. I go, listen, do you have any Arab or any like Muslim? He goes, well, my mom's Armenian, so I'm half Armenian. I go, I think that'll work. Yeah. So I called up Duncan, who's friends with Sam. I go, Duncan, he's half Armenian, which isn't really Middle East, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's like, all right. And, he, and and Sam became a regular because of that. Like, yeah. So she was looking remember, to put the show together. Was, I thought it was different than Armenia. I thought we gave him a, di- or somebody told him to tell, say a different place. I think he said Syrian, but no, Syrian. I told, but so, I told, something I, like that. I vaguely remember it being the Armenian angle because I was like, good enough. It's like, yeah. Because it, all you need, because we didn't have anybody. So the show mm-hmm. had. Me, Ahmed, Aaron, who did have Middle Eastern backgrounds. Yeah. Sam, who's half Armenian, that's not really Middle East. 
Um, Anand Chulani was Indian. Oh, yeah. But he know. can only do 13 minutes tops. God yeah. love him. And Whatever I don't know, happened to him, you think? I think he ended up writing for Tony Robbins or something. Of course. He yeah. was that guy. Yeah. He was the feel-good guy. Well, I, listen, I don't know where she found him, but he ended up on the show. Well, then he there was showcased. Like, I watched him. Oh, did and he showcase? And put him in the main room. Okay. And, it, and the light didn't come on. He goes, okay, bye. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're like, whoa, whoa. scrambling. Hilarious. Oh, he had like 12, 13 minutes she tops. Had, um, she had La Mer, I think, do like a belly dance or of something. Of course, Lemaire. But Lemaire did a lot of characters. Yeah. A lot of people pick on Lemaire and talk yeah. shit because yeah. they didn't know. Yeah. She did a thousand characters. Okay. And, Mitzi, and that's why Mitzi loved her. It okay. was part of the variety. Well, whatever it was, the show was, because back then, now we have a lot of brown comedians. But back then, mm-hmm. like brown from my part of the world, back then there was like four or five of us. So oh, she put whoever absolutely. she could yeah. on this show. And it was a crazy show. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, she gave us something. And then more importantly for me, once I became a regular, and I'm sure you experienced this, which was the 12.30 spots that would become <laughs> 1.30. You got to follow some like crazy heavy hitter <laughs> that just did some dirty, dirty shit. Mm-hmm. And that's I, how you grow. I noticed now after COVID, like I, my spots, like even if it's 11 right 10 10 30 turns into 11 30 whatever because we always get backed up people drop yeah. in whatever and we always guess make room for that so if it gets pushed back the latest now 11 45 maybe midnight yeah. and it's only because of covid yeah then i was in new york and i started working like the cellar and the, the, the stand and all those places and they're like yeah your spot's at uh 125 but oh, it wow. could be 215 and i'm like this is great yeah this is making me feel alive again yeah, like yeah. I, I hate this early shit yeah so i new york is still doing <laughs> well new york by the way when you do new york at one or one thirty or two in the morning there's there's an audience out there it's packed whereas here at 145 that's like the last act of the night yeah because they have to close at two i think well we used to push it for sure yeah a while ago we used to push yeah. it and even when adam and eric kind of turned this club around yeah um and we were packed People stayed till past two. We just locked the front door. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Just, we we you could stay there. Yeah. We just couldn't let any more patrons in or yeah. serve alcohol. Everything yeah. had to be off the table. Yeah. But you could stay there. Yeah. Because I remember a bunch of times performing with the front doors locked. And it's like, now you can't leave. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, good yeah. fellas. Yeah. Now you can't leave. And yeah, it's, just a, like, it's a magical place, you know. I remember with the way we used to get bumped. I remember one night, it was a Friday night, and I think... The lineup in the original room had like, I don't know, 10, 12 comedians. Okay. And I think one or two got up. And then I think Eddie Griffin came in. I was going to say, you were here during the Paul Mooney, Eddie Griffin, yeah. Dice. So in one night, it was Eddie, Eddie, I think, did about a couple hours. Paul Mooney did a couple hours. And, and the rest of the acts all got bumped. Like, you know. Yeah. You know, um, Nancy Pimento? I don't remember Nancy. So it's, I'm, I might even be saying her name wrong, but um, Nancy Pimento. Yeah. She wrote for Shameless. She's a okay. brilliant. She was on South Park. Okay. Very funny comic, too. Yeah. And she was working here. And she was like, um, she was part of this group we called the Fun Bunch. But yeah. And again, I was waiting tables. And it was just a group of people that, I guess they were comedy buddies. Yeah. So we used to kind of like torment them yeah. or Don Barris, whoever was hosting. Yeah. So um, Nancy was one of the first to be made a paid regular yeah and she was so excited you know what i mean and she was the first female writer on south park like it was a big deal you know and so she had all these showcases trying to get you know move even further up rather every time she had a fucking showcase every single time here she had a showcase 
Paul Mooney would come in and bump, uh, and they allowed it. That's crazy. That's bad. Yeah. And she'd have like people to see her. Yeah. So she, it it made her quit stand up. Well, it was. It was the whole thing of like the the. I mean, she the, sold a movie and a t. She's fine. Well, but. it's the inmates <laughs> running the asylum because there sure. really there should be some level of like I'm sorry, Paul. Like you got to wait. But there was a lot yeah. of like. It's a little early. Let's let some comics let's go up. Let some comics go up. You know, we got Can this person's wait? got people here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had a few times where I had I, I had a bunch of people in the audience and I got bumped and I was like, well, Fuck. What, you know, it's so the annoying. The only person that's ever had like a positive spin on it was Felipe Esparza. He was like, hey, I get to see Dice for free. Oh, uh, that's funny. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. He goes, he did two hours. I was like, oh, my That's God. That's funny. Felipe. And Andrew will fight with me all the time. He's like, I never did that. He goes, I did that on the road. I go, okay. And then an old, like a girl that I waited tables with, we hang out in um, Vegas. Yeah. And so I brought her backstage after a show. And I go, Andrew, do you remember Tamara? And she's like, uh, probably not because he was too busy doing so much stage time. Yeah. She goes, you would stay up there forever. Like, yeah. you know, when you just, yeah, yeah. you're not going to lose your job. So yeah. you're going to fucking get it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what she did. And Andrew just started laughing. That's he hilarious. Was like, All right. Yeah, he's, I mean, I, I remember like. Uh, he definitely did. Of it, course. Yeah. It was, it was Dice. It was Mooney. It Eddie was. Griffin. Eddie Griffin. Eddie, Eddie would do like three hour. Like it was crazy. Eddie would do stuff where it was like he was done. It was right. done, and then it he'd be ready like to go. Material. And then he had, so he had he had a posse. He had like a group of friends, and they would be like, then they would start calling stuff out. Yeah, They'd be like, loud, do right. Sammy, and then he start doing. Sa and I'm like, do Sammy. He's done. Mm -hmm. Let him come off. We're waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The funniest was one time Eddie bump bump bump, and then I think Sam Tripoli followed him next, and then Sam just used his whole 15 minutes ripping into Eddie. <laughs> And he was, he was like, I hope Eddie has a son who's a comedian and I'm a superstar. I'm going to come in. I'm going to find his name. I'm going to bump him. He was just doing, it was yeah, very yeah, funny yeah. to the point where supposedly Eddie got pissed and he was like in the back and he's like chasing him around. I'm going to guarantee Eddie's son was in the back. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> probably. What a crazy, crazy. But it's, yeah, it was bizarro times. I could see it. I but love I love it. it. But that's how you grow. Like I've had now people like, you know, young comics will be like, hey, can I come open for you at some big sure. place? And I'm like, I go, that's not, that's not really learning. You yeah. know, like you, you don't, you don't learn if you perform in front of a thousand people that are ready to go, they'll laugh for five minutes, no matter what you do. Yeah. Learning is following one of these. One time Dice did something where he was like, he's doing his act. He's got like, there was like, maybe already it was like a thin night. It was like maybe 20, 30 people in the audience. He's doing Most the act. Most nights were thin. Then. Most nights were thin. <laughs> then. And he's like, he, he was, you know, like an hour in and then suddenly there was feedback on the mic and he looked at the mic. And he looked at the audience and he just dropped the mic and he walked off stage. And I was next. So I had to like walk up. I almost looked like I was like a tech guy. I walked up and yeah. I was like, hey, <laughs> keep it going for it. You're like this. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, guys. Yeah. I mean, what a great place. So Muslims are funny, huh? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, I learned, you know, I learned. Hmm. I mean, that is, you're right. That is when you learn, but. It's also nice to perform in front of a crowd that is receptive versus. Well, no, it's, a, it, but it's both. So now, now I'm I've gotten pretty good at being in any environment. And before going up, especially if you're doing like a corporate or something, I'm looking around. I'm looking for the thing that's yeah. going to be my in in into the show. Meaning, like, I learned I heard I learned a lesson one time following uh, Joey D. 
Oh. So Joey Diaz, I go, I go, Uncle listen Joey. Up, cocksucker. Listen up, cocksuckers. <laughs> I go, I, I go, Joey, don't, do you ever like have a set list? He goes, you know how it is, my Jabroni. I'm driving over here. I got my set list. You get up on stage. You got to start calling audibles. So <laughs> it's like football, right? That's <laughs> brilliant. It's so Joey. But he one time just murdered like on a, I don't know, it was Friday, Saturday, what it was. It, it, it felt like somebody took a hand grenade and went like that. And so when he was done, everyone gets up to go pee, get a smoke, breathe. Sure. And I go up after him. Call an ambulance. Call an Chester, ambulance. I mean, God. And I go up and I don't acknowledge what just happened. I think I tried to get into my act. Cause even though there was riff, oh, there yeah. was a lot going on. And it was really like maybe seven, eight minutes of me trying to get them. And then maybe the last few minutes were okay. And I got, and I got off stage and I learned my lesson, which was always acknowledge something the that just happened. In the, the elephant room. in the room. That's gigantic. And so I, after that, like, at the time, early 2000s, there was a lot of like George Bush and war in Iraq. And I was doing like political jokes, but then I had to follow like, you know, she'd have me up at 1231. So mm -hmm. one time I followed Dice who had just done, you know, 20 minutes of going, suck ass, suck ass, suck ass. <laughs> so of hot course, soup, hot, hot soup. soup. Yeah. So I went up on stage <laughs> in the semen. first. Yeah. Anyway. And the, and the first, <laughs> the first like two, three minutes, I was just up on stage. I kept going, suck ass, you know, hot or soup way, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And and now they're laughing. Yeah. Because they, they know I watched what they just watched. And then and then it was like the transition into, I was like, this is never, I go, that, that term's not going to leave my mind. And so it, it's about, <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? You yeah. learn. You learn how to deal. Yeah. I you remember know? Um, watching, and this is as a waitress, but these things stick in your head. Because, yeah, you're right. Dice would go up these comic, Eddie, Paul, whatever. And whether they did longer short sets, they definitely fucking killed. Yeah. And so it was annoying. You're like, damn, you know. And the comics would go up and either suffer or sail, you know. Yeah. And I remember one time Dice did... You know, maybe like 20 minutes. It wasn't a long set. I remember that. Yeah. And he just bam, bam, bam. It was one of those. Yeah. And he crushed. Yeah. And then Steve Pearl went on after him and he was like, uh, let me do my impression of Dice's writers in a room. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Pussy. Dick, <laughs> pussy, come. And it was like all these foul words and somebody went, vagina. He goes, What? <laughs> like it just, that's hilarious. It was so yeah. dumb. Yeah. And the audience went crazy. Oh, it's funny. And he just rode the wave. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he reset it to him. Yeah. But it was such a pro comic thing. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> he fucking killed it. That's it. You got it. I remember saying, because again, when you first become a regular here, if you're new, like you're, if you're not someone who came from another city and you're already yeah. you know, seasoned, you just go up there and do your act. I was coming from open mics. I was like two years in when I became a regular. So I'm up on stage doing these jokes that were doing great in 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 bringer rooms because in a bringer room it's a bunch of open micers and if you're and they're just yeah and if you're if you're support. one or two of the like everyone's bad but I was bad I was one of the better of the bads got it right then I come up here and I'm doing my same act and now I don't have any friends in the audience it's a paying audience and I start realizing oh what what what, what, what why aren't they laughing and then and then I remember Vinny Favorito. Uh, yeah. Whose act was doing crowd work. It was, he had the stock joke, but it was right. all crowd. Mechanical crowd work. And I'm watching it. At first, I didn't realize. I thought he was just doing crowd work. And he was killing because he was like, you know, you, you know, he, he did he did this one bit about, he'd be like, you know, I'm Italian. You call, you know, we, call, we call Italians wops and you call these guys spicks and we call white people a cracker. And black people, we call black people. You know, and then he's like, until until you're not around whatever it was yeah. it was like 
the audience loved this crowd work, and I'm watching it, and, and I thought it was actual crowd work, and I was like, oh, you interact with them. And yeah. then that helped me loosen up a little bit mm-hmm. and try to do crowd work, which, by the way, at the beginning, you're not that good at it. And the moment that I always say was the moment when I really got relaxed was when one night two nerdy dudes were in the corner. It was like a 145 spot. Two nerdy dudes in the corner with one really hot girl. And I went up and I started doing my set. And Freddie Soto was sitting in Mitzi's chair. Okay. Did my set, doing my set. And like a minute or two in, I'm like, what am I doing? I just turned to them. I go, I'm sorry. How did you two end up with her? What's going on here? Yeah. And then they started talking to me. I started talking to them. Then we started having fun. But it was more organic than the It was very organic. It was just me talking and then having fun. And then they were laughing. And and then we had a fun 15 minutes together. Yeah. And I came off stage. And then Freddie was in the back. I sat next to him. And he goes, you know, he goes, yeah, that was good. You, you're, you're funny. You got the thing. I go, what do you mean? He goes, he goes you're either funny or you're not. And, right. and and I was like, oh, thanks. So he was very complimentary and supportive. And I was like, that was one of those moments where I was like, okay, it's acknowledge. Because a lot of times people think like, oh, I have 15 minutes. I need this to get 15 minutes of, and I of wrote material. These jokes. That's not what it yeah. is at all. Yeah, yeah, you have to be thrown off your get. Like I remember Vinny, and I remember Lisa Lampanelli. Yeah. And I remember watching them and thinking, oh, this is great. Like the first... And then the second time I was like, oh, wow. And then the third time I'm like, oh, this is ridiculous. Yeah. But, but, but it's because I'm watching it every yeah. single night. Yeah. It didn't take away anything from that. They were still yeah. crushing, whatever. Yeah. But I s- immediately saw the one trick pony and was like, oh. Well, that's why also, listen, I have like stock re- replies. We all do. But yeah. when I have moments where the conversation is goes somewhere I wasn't expecting. I prefer it when it's more genuine. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Like once in a while, you just... you. Because the thing is, I compare it to, to surfing. Stand-up comedy is like surfing. Is like if you're on that wave, you're yeah. not thinking anymore. Sometimes you're thinking, how did I how did I come up with that? I have no idea. But you just did because you Have you done that where you oh, stopped I'll, and you're like, that was good? No, in my mind, I've, I, I, there's been times where I've come up. So you either do the ones where you you, you do it and, and they laugh and they get it. Or you do the ones where you do really good, quick, something quick. And they don't right. laugh as much. And you go... You motherfuckers are not appreciating what I just did. <laughs> Do you understand what I just did? Do you understand what just happened here? Yeah, this guy just said that, and I came back with, come on, you know. I've had people, like, after a show be like, I've never heard that riff before. And I'm like, from me or in life? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Because part of you, when you're on, organically, when you're on that stage, if it's somebody that just says something while, or, you know, sometimes the stock stuff comes out when you just want to shut somebody down yeah, yeah, yeah. and you, you're not in the mood and yeah. you realize they're just an asshole yeah. and they're not going to be fun yeah. and organic. Yeah. So I prefer it when it's like that, but like this was something I had never said. And yeah. I remember the person saying that and I was like, Oh, should I keep it? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I got to listen back. What, what did I say? Well, I don't a lot remember. of it is, a lot of it is your attitude, right? It's like, it's like, sure. you know, and, and, and it's not even like, it doesn't even have to be like the funniest thing. Like I, in my, in my special, uh, since I'm married to an Indian woman, I, I always ask the audience, I go, what, anybody here in a mixed relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Now I, I know I've had this before where there's, there's been a version of this. There was a, an Iranian guy who was in a relationship with a Venezuelan girl. And Ooh. I've had some version of this where I was like, Pretty oh, did mixed. you guys, I said, would you guys meet at a, at like an oil embargo meeting? Because <sighs> Venezuela and Iran are mm. like, are enemies of America. So I was like, did you guys, right. was it a thing? So that one was a little more stuck. But then there was this other guy who was in a relationship and, and, I, and I go, and he, was, he was a black guy with a white girl. 
I go, oh. and, and I go, I go, anybody mix the relationship? And the guy goes, yeah, we are. And I go, oh, I go, what, what's, what's your mix? He goes, I'm black, she's white. I, and, and it was just funny because I was like, I was like, I was like, this guy, I go, what an idiot. I go, of course, you're black, you're white. Because I was, I was thinking he was going to be like, I'm from this country, she's from that country. Sure. He just went black he just and white. Specific, he just went basic. Yeah, so the riff was a funny riff because it's me making fun of myself going like, this guy's looking at me going like, hey, asshole, black, white. Like, what, do you, what did you want? You know, you know what I'm saying? No, 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 we want a little more detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what kind of black? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could be Dominican, yeah. you know? We don't know. Uh, yeah. It, it is amazing. So yeah. black and white is just... That's old hat. Black and white. <laughs> we yeah. want to go a little deeper. Yeah. I always, I think I have a the the one stock, and I feel like I haven't said it in a while, but I, because I'd always remember, uh, like you see the most mixes of people if you're at the DMV, oh, and yeah, I'd yeah. be like, oh, did you guys meet at the DMV? And yeah, that yeah. was like my stock. Yeah. yeah when yeah. I first started, every once in a while, I'll throw it in there just yeah. to make myself laugh because I'm like, go way back, asshole. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, yeah, because you see all walks of life at the DMV, and you never know what it is. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, and I like to say it too, because I'm real asshole, <laughs> yo. <laughs> no, it's just a, it's a beautiful place. Let's face it. So it's, you know. It, 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 but let me ask you this: for your special, you uh, you did it in the main room. Yeah. And now it's out on YouTube. Yeah. And so, is it an hour or half hour? Uh, about it's an hour. A little oh, over nice. an hour, yeah. Okay. Hour, hour and six And is it about your family mostly? Your well, kids it, uh, now? So it does, yeah. It does. So really, we start with. I'm proud of it. I think we did a good job. John over there was oh, the yeah. producer. He's, John Sosis. And, he did uh, mine too. And so I'm Peter excited. Peter Shore and everybody, and 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 it was great. It was like we we picked a Saturday night in August. Uh, did two shows. Uh, got the got the whole August, thing. August, huh? Oh God, I know, I know. I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody I'm died kidding. that night, and. Uh, <laughs> um, no, it was uh, it was it was such a great thing to do because you know we call them specials, right? And then and then I've done uh, this is my seventh special. Oh, you're kidding! I've That's done a incredible. bunch. So I filmed it. I've filmed one. My Netflix special. I filmed it at the Kennedy Center. I filmed my uh, the special before this. I did it in Dubai. I've done a special in Sweden. I've done specials all over. I did a special at, at the Wiltern. Yeah, all over the place. Yeah, the Wiltern's okay. Sweden. Yeah, yeah Stockholm, Sweden. <laughs> Um, Holy shit. But but the point is, I was like, what's special about the special? And I said, well, what about the club I got started in? So I tell the Mitzi story. I yeah, yeah. yeah. I tell the Mitzi story at the beginning. Um, and then from there, I go into like just coming out of COVID and going into life and all the family right. stuff. A little bit of political stuff in the middle. And then more family stuff. I think the people mostly like the family stuff because yeah, they because relate. I, I also think the people are like just overdone with the political and i don't mean the comics yeah I, that's gonna happen yeah it's everywhere for yeah, us yeah, so yeah, yeah. or anybody yeah the whole world so yeah. i always feel like because people go oh do you do politics i'm like one i'm an idiot two yeah. i just feel like people want to come and think of something else well i was so like during the trump years i was so like my the the special but i the, think people get sucked in yeah well the netflix special was called immigrant and it was a time where there right. was a lot of attacks on immigrants and i was like i'm exactly. going to show a positive side of immigrants and so i i was very proud of that special and I leaned in and I probably lost some followers and I probably found some followers because of right. it. Because ultimately it's like we, you talk about whatever you are in the frame of mind to talk about, mm -hmm. right? Like I can't, I can't, um, like I, I, I don't know how you write, but I'm not a, oh, today I need to write an hour and come up with some jokes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, w what's been going on in my life? Let me talk about it. So most recently I've been trying to work on a whole bit about how Every time I travel travel outside of the U.S., I, I feel stupid. 
because mm-hmm. I, I went to school in public schools here and we really just don't learn about the rest of the world. No. So like I was doing a bit about, I was in Colombia with the family and uh, and I was doing a bit about, I was like, everywhere I went, I was like, I wonder if Pablo Pablo Escobar was ever here. And like, <sighs> and like asking the tour guide, was Pablo Escobar ever? And the, Is and this the, the roof? Yeah and, and they... the, yeah, and the tour guide being like, sir, our history is more than just Pablo Escobar. And me going like, you're right. <laughs> and me going like, uh, Shakira, right? Shakira, <laughs> was she ever around here? And the guy's like, sir, what are you, American? <laughs> but I just, I feel like, like, cause I go to the, you know how the first joke what came about- What else is there? I'm kidding. Exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. But the first, the reason the joke first came about was because I was actually in the Middle East doing shows. Mm. And I was trying to book a flight from Qatar to Bahrain. They are side by side. It's like going from like San Diego to, to Los Angeles. Okay. It's a half an hour flight. I couldn't get a direct flight. And I'm going, why are there no direct flights from one country to the next? It's right there. So when I finally... The, that same distance? No. It's yeah? about the same distance. Wow. And then okay. I go, and then one, nobody gave me an answer. No one had an answer. Like It's none they, of your business. None of, well, um, <laughs> first of all, my, my team, my, my, my manager and their, you know, the whole team, the promoter, nobody was saying anything. I was like, like, you know, under normal circumstances, somebody would know about this, yeah. but nobody knew about this until Not I was there. And they were like, oh, we just don't get along with each other. So if you want to go from this country to that country, like we have some sort of like, you know, embargo or something. So if you want to go from Qatar to Bahrain, which is a half hour flight, you actually have to pass Bahrain, go to Kuwait, which is like another, an extra hour or two that way, then turn around and come back. So I, I was doing the, the, in the joke, I go, I go, yeah, I was in, I was in Qatar. I was trying to go to Bahrain. I was like, why, why can't, I was like, I'm trying to book a flight. Why can't I? And they, my and friend. you can't drive. I, no, they wouldn't let you. Yeah, yeah. The, the, and, and I, I have the guy going like, "My friend, you did not know we are at war." I go, "We live in America. We didn't know you exist." One hundred percent. What's the, By the war? way? I'm Qatar. Exactly. The other one, I don't know where. Yeah, know. Hey, that's my point. <laughs> we don't know these things. Yeah, yeah. So I just felt like I just felt uh, dumb, and I, and so again, I'm trying to work on a bit based on an exp- these experiences yeah, I've been yeah, having, yeah, as yeah. opposed to waking up and going, I'm going to write these jokes. Sure, because it, to me, I think the more personal to yourself, the more to the chest, is less likely to run into, oh, this person has the same exact bit. Absolutely. Or same exact present pre- uh, premise. Yeah. And, you know, because there are only so many premises. I was joking around with Dom Irera the other day, yeah. and he goes, "Oh, I have a bit like that." I'm like, "Of course you do. Yeah. You're the first comic. Like, I don't understand." <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. But yes, yeah. It, it, there's so many premises, and it comes, and, that's and we wh- grew up in the same area. Yeah, and, and 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 you and you exactly like the other one. I that is like a tiny joke. And by the way, you'll have jokes. So you go, "This is never going to be something," but then maybe it grows into something. Mm-hmm. I ran into some guy at the airport. And he recognized me. Hey, Maz. Hey, how are you? You know, uh, oh, you're doing shows in Houston? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to L.A. Okay, next time. And then uh, saying bye, he goes, uh, be careful. And, and and so the joke I was in, I was like, look, I'm 51 now. I go, can you guys, just young people, just say goodbye. Don't say be careful. I was like, well, you, you know something I don't know? Like, what's, why be careful? What's going on? What's you going know? on in Houston? Yeah. So, you know, that's how I write. Um, like yeah, said. yeah, I think so, too. I think, like, keeping it there. But then, like, I did this show on Showtime. It was my very, well, not my first stand-up, but it was like one of the first stand-ups that I got to put on TV, whatever. And it was just like, it was called The Blue Show and Dice was hosting. And um, at the time, my sister had gotten in trouble for sending um, peanut butter with her daughter to school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I mean, trouble, trouble. Oh, God. 
And yeah. I, I never heard it. I don't yeah, have yeah. kids. Sure. So I just, I thought it was the funniest yeah. fucking thing. Yeah. And I was like, you're kidding, you know? And so I did this whole stupid thing. I don't even remember, you know, um, something along the lines of our next war. We're just going to have Mr. Peanut, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's just, you know, yeah, yeah. whatever. Didn't even put it out there. The comments. You stole this from Carlin. Oh you stole this from God. Louis C.K. Oh my you, I, I had to look it up to find out where, what? Yeah. I never, I've seen Louis a million times. Yeah. I've never heard him talk Listen, about that. Listen, it's a collective consciousness. And I, and I mean, I, in 15-minute increments. So I don't yeah. remember him it's, listen, we all kind of, like you said, that when you know and that Carlin. it comes, yeah, when you know it comes from you, <laughs> yeah. and you're not, listen, if all your bits were that, then you end up becoming sure, like Carlos, where people are like, oh. feel guilty, and yeah. I was like, oh my God, this, and then I thought, well, it's my fault, because I don't have kids, and he has, like, because I just kept thinking of Louis, I don't, to be honest, Carlin's stuff, I remember a lot of his political stuff, yeah. I don't remember, I also, when he was here, he did um, a week here, Yeah. I remember Mitzi being excited. Yeah. And she came in the first night and he did 20 minutes on farting. She was like, Jesus Christ. Uh, and she never came back. Hilarious. But it was, uh, I remember the farting jokes. Yeah. Like that yeah. was it. Yeah. But I don't remember anything else. Listen, online people are crazy. I did a joke, one of my earliest jokes ever. I go, uh, somehow I talked about how Iranians don't say we're Iranian. We say we're Persian, like the cat meow. It sounds friendlier. It sounds nicer. <laughs> You know, Americans don't even know what it is. They think yeah. you're Parisian. They, they leave you alone. And he's then I a said, rug. He's what? a rug. And then I said, I said, uh, I said, you know, the difference between Iranians and Arabs, Arabs talk very fast. They talk like that on cocaine. And Iranians, they talk very slowly. We very talk slow. like we're on, we're uh, we've shot heroin, we're falling asleep. Jeez. And it's a whole bit, right? <laughs> this is in 2000, and, like this is before 2007, because I put it out on 2007 at the Access of Evil special. Okay. Now, in, I don't know, 2012, 2013, 2014, whenever it was, Joe Coy, who's a friend of mine, has a bit about Asians and their accents. And I don't think he got it from me. I think he just came up with it because I guess it collective consciousness. Sure. And so it's think, also an idea, like he's Asian. Yeah. And so he's, <laughs> he was like, Koreans talk faster and these people talk slower, yeah. whatever it is. Great. So his was on Netflix and it had a ton of views. Now, I didn't even think twice about this. Like I was like, you know, as I'm trying to get active on TikTok, I was like, Oh, maybe I'll put some old stuff, Throwback Thursday. Sure. So I put up the clip from Throwback Thursday 2007. I didn't say in the thing, this is from 2007, because I didn't think I had to. Just put it up. The people underneath. You stole this from Joe Coy, <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'm like, what? I oh go, no, my this God. is from 2007. And maybe like one person in the middle of the comments was like, I think this is from earlier. And I was like... But and, you, and there's no way you can win the fight. No way. And like, I don't yeah. even know how to edit on TikTok to go back and say this is a throwback. This yeah. is too that. I, like I've tried. I'm like, oh no, it's out there now. It's I'm just out gonna there. Have to delete it. And you just listen. There's you realize we all we all are the heroes of our own movies because every morning you wake up, you think about you, your career, your <laughs> thing. Your it's all about you. Right? I really am. I mean, because I have no responsibility whatsoever except to myself. But even when you do, like when I wake up, like if like my kids, you know, want me to do something that I don't want to yeah. do, I'm just I like, I don't even Ugh. have a dog or goldfish, yeah. nothing. Yeah, but you're the you're the least, so you know what's going on <laughs> in your life, and so we assume that others know as well, especially when uh, you're on social yeah, media. If you're following yeah. me. Like sometimes when, when people like comment negative comments, I'm like, 
are you following me? You like, why are you following me? Right, like, right, if, right. If I'm if I'm causing you this much oh, angst, yeah. why are you even following me? Somebody, so you know, we we started putting those clips. Comics, they're like, you have to put the clips, 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 yeah. right? And it's like, I just I feel my soul leaving my body, and yeah. I'm putting them out, right? Yeah. And I just hate it. And yeah. the people are like, you know, why can't if you're gonna be here, why can't you just you know go live, go fuck yourself, yeah. come to the show, yeah. you dick, yeah, right? Yeah. So I'm like whatever so i'm putting these clips out and then this person i don't not, i don't remember who it was i don't remember if it was a guy or girl i don't remember i just know they put uh, a comment saying um oh crowd work it's just it's so easy none of the goats do it it's yeah, yeah. a bullshit thing whatever yeah, yeah, yeah and then i wrote thanks for the feedback or thanks man or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that because yeah. i'm just like yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't yeah, care. Yeah. And then another person went uh, like doubled down with the, him or that person saying, oh, yeah, it's just awful. It's ridiculous. They're all doing it because they don't have material. And I'm like, go, you, you yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. It gets How you. Yeah. Sucks you, you in. And, and then I was like, I'm not. And then a, a couple of my fans started like attacking them. Yeah. So then I put a bit bit out. Yeah. Not thinking about them. Just. I had a bit bit that yeah. it could throw out there yeah. and um because i don't have a lot of stuff out yeah. so yeah. i need i just shot a special yeah. Yeah. and i'm trying to get you know yeah. so i'm like mm. and so i go to put it and uh this guy goes man this is great this is great i'm sorry about the last time so i guess it was the same oh, it was person. the same guy <laughs> oh that's so funny i thought you said they're gonna i thought you, you said someone's gonna come in and be like this girl's all like all material you need no, more crowd work no, no. <laughs> you know? he, he literally was like last time I, I was just trying to be funny and they, your fans listen, attacked me my wife sent me something today this really cool image in in japan they have this 3d billboard of mm. nike and like it's like the shoe comes out at you and then this box comes Kicks out it's, you in your teeth it's weird it's, but it's very japanese and it's yeah. dope and she sent it to me and i was like whoa and then she goes did you read the comments and i go no and i started reading the comments and people are like, oh, you know, well, they should talk about their child labor. And then they, what about they sponsored a transgender woman? I'm like, people have way too much time on their hands. <laughs> they get so angry. They sponsored a few transgender women. They're just everybody's upset about Dylan. Yeah, it's like, just move on with your life. Dylan's how is my this, friend. So I how is this bothering? Are, are you friends with Dylan? Mm -hmm. How is this bothering you? Like, people just move crazy. on. Crazy, just move crazy. on. I had one guy who was funny. I, did, I used to do a joke about, <laughs> I think it was like, I used to do a joke about, so this happened. I was in Times Square one night working the um, uh, Carolines. And um, I had uh, Steve White. No, Steve White. Steve, uh, oh my God, I forget his name right now. Why Steve White? No, not Steve White. Yeah. Um, Steve Byrne? No, it wasn't Steve Byrne. Black comedian, but it wasn't Steve White. It was another, anyway, whatever his name was, he, he did a guest spot at the Caroline show and, uh, and he left. And then 15 minutes later, he came back. And I go, uh, I go. What happened? He goes. They won't let me go past. He goes. Times Square is closed. There was some kind of bomb threat. Oh I shit! Go, what? And it turned out <clears throat> there was a guy who was this Pakistani guy who had tried to blow up a car bomb in the middle of Times Square that night. Oh shit! And so the joke I used to do was something along the. I haven't done it in a while, but it was like some joke about like, you know. Um, oh, I said because because what happened was then the the Pakistani Taliban came out and took credit for that failed car bombing. And then I go, why would you take credit for a failed car bombing? Why would you call a press conference and be like, uh, we just want to say uh, we tried. And, uh, and, uh, and furthermore, uh, win some, lose some. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, whatever it was. 
Um, and I did the joke, and then, and and so I put that out as like again one of those throwback Thursdays. And some guy, I guess, must have been Pakistani, maybe out of pocket. I don't know where he's from. This guy on Twitter, I, I didn't even I didn't even see it. Like on Twitter, he's like, "This isn't a Pakistani accent. This is a Indian accent. You piece of shit Iranian." I was like, and then I didn't even respond. He responded to his own response. It was like, "I'm gonna, you know, uh, your women are whores, and Pakistani men in London are always." banging Iranian women. And then he responds again to himself. He's like, you piece of shit, you're not, this guy was having a conversation with himself. He's shadow boxing he just on going. Twitter. I'm like, what this guy's really upset about my accent. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, just, don't you have like a life or something to deal with? But it was just the funniest thing. Just I, I saved those as images. I've actually the trolls are great sometimes. It well, really but, is. But he wasn't even. I think I don't think I he was a troll. A real he was fan. just. He was no. He wasn't a fan. He was just a nut job who'd lost. He, he oh. was upset at me. Okay. And I and I I I did it on one of uh, Sean Polovsky's. What's the uh, difference between a nut job and a troll? Well, a troll is somebody who's really just trying to get you in. So they say they'll say something to you like, "Oh, crowd, oh, you know, crowd work. My grandmother could do this." Like, right. Hoping that you'll engage. Okay. Right? But this guy was like the fact that he kept, you know, going after going his own comments on top of it. He was clearly upset. <laughs> yeah, he's dull, he's like you know just tripling down. You piece of shit. <laughs> it really hurt his feelings. I gotta. Is it because we're comics that I I don't know if I feel like I've lost my sense to get offended. No, I listen. I it's not that. Or just that we hear everything. I think that we've. I think we've become a little more trained about. We've gone nose blind. Because I still. Well, listen. I still will get upset at at, at negative comments. Oh, then, I don't. Well, I love them. Well, I remember. I remember listening to David Letterman one time, and he goes, "Oh, the the news is they got Wi-Fi, free Wi-Fi now in Central Park, which is great because during yeah. my lunch break, I take my computer out there and I read all my hate mail." And then, and then I remember. I think it was maybe it was Lady Gaga was on there talking about like the hate she gets sometimes. Yeah. And I was like, wow, she's got like a hundred million followers. I go, I can't even imagine. Oh, she probably gets it. Yeah. Right? And go, every other comment is, you think you're Madonna, don't you? Boom. Right. <laughs> and, and so you go, okay, you, you know what? If they're getting it, something. my daughter on like my this special, like she was looking. There was somebody. Somebody got upset because I talked about how I got vaccinated, and they were upset. They were like an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. So again, they started making comments about the vaccine sure. and they're going nuts. And my daughter was like, some guy's losing his mind on your thing. And I said, baby, you know what? That's a good thing. You know why? And once you start getting people that are like negative, negative that means your, 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 your thing, your video yeah. has gone beyond your fan base. Now you're being seen by more people. True. And yeah. also that means you're not a jukebox that's only doing um, things that people like. Things that people like. You, you have to... Nobody's. I got a lot of. I did a abortion bit, yeah. another bit that I was yeah. able to put out. It was from the Comedy Store documentary. Yeah. That I was like, okay, you know, um, it's already been on television, so I could put this. So I just like a throwback thing, put that out, and um, oh my god, I didn't know you were th this guy who used to at, he used to send me um, direct messages, yeah. slide into my DMs, if yeah. you will, and ask me out to dinner all the time. All the time, I'll show you this, I'll be this, this kind of guy. And it, it just makes me giggle. I never respond, whatever. Sometimes I didn't even see them and there would be like four of them. And yeah. I'm like, oh shit, you know, yeah. and whatever. So I just, I never respond, never anything. Anytime I'm in New York, he's like, oh, are you going to, you know, oh, I, I'm thinking of coming like a stalker. by. A little bit. <laughs> Have you thought about that? I put the abortion bit up. He was the first one. Oh, I didn't know you were like this. 
unfollow. Oh, God. And I was like, thank, thank God. <laughs> Is that what it takes to get rid of a stalker? Yeah, bye, bitch. Oh, my <laughs> like, God. It just made me laugh. And I was like, oh, no more creepy well, messages from this nut. They're in a crazy world, you know? It's like, it's, and, and then that's the thing when you have a, when you have a fan. So, some I was debating with, like, it, because they were just misunderstanding. And I was like, wait, 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 just this little thing and then he was like your point is mute and i was like i'm just gonna stop because i realized this guy's never I've taken gonna the hear time. i've taken I'm the saying. time to respond once in a while if it's yeah. like an actual message and like they'll be like he like and they're and they're nice about it if they he, go i thought he said this something and this. nasty yeah. at the end like he, he said you're stupid blah 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 whatever like so i was like okay but here, this is all I'm saying. And yeah. I didn't say anything nasty, but I wrote love, stupid, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or from stupid, whatever he called me. And then that's when he came back. Oh, and gosh. I was like, okay, he's not, gonna, under, he's not hearing even the tiniest. Yeah. He's missing this one yeah. giant yeah. point. Yeah. I'm not saying one But you know what's interesting other. is if we could get out of this like phone and this world that exists there and you saw these people in real life probably 95 percent of them be able to have a no no no. i'm just gonna say like 95 percent of them you'd be like this guy's this guy's like a weirdo like there's a lot of weirdos (laughs) that are that are engaging you on there you know and and by the way they all have their own baggage whatever that baggage is Mm -hmm. so like one of the best features on twitter was the mute button because you're like oh this guy's talking shit about me but i'm just gonna mute him Oh, you so could he do doesn't, that? Well, so that they don't get the satisfaction that you're blocking them and they take a screenshot and go, look who just blocked me. You just ah. mute them and you don't see their shit. And you just like, and then once in a while, like I'll post something and then I'll see like, it'll say, you know, muted comment, click here to watch. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to see it. I don't need to see what this, because they got, the guy's got his own baggage. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know who I am. You don't know what my thoughts are. You don't, you don't know me. You're, you're, yeah. you're basing it off of one tweet. Do you oh, know my history? Bit. Yeah, over one bit. bit. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I stand for? Do you know, like, do you, it, by the way, if you don't like it, I love Galern one time. He was talking about, like, people, Galern, it, he would tell favorite. me that, like, when we, we played soccer with these guys, and he's like, he's like, they'd come up to him and be like, hey, Jason, you should do this joke. And he'd be like, bro, that's great. You should, you should, you should do an open mic and do it. Like, he's basically <laughs> saying, you go do it. Why are you telling me to do your joke? <laughs> so if you're really that upset about me, you're tweeting about my yeah. abortion bit, go write your own blog about abortion. He read, uh, Jason Galern read, I have a video of him. It's like a two, three minute video. It's one of my favorites. And he read this note this lady wrote about what an evil, horrible person he is. And it was about a bit he did about conjoined twins. And then she goes, literally says, I have cousins that are conjoined twins. And I know they wouldn't have anything to do with you. (laughs) What? He goes, whoa, she just gave me a new tag. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just like, obviously, it's such a bizarro bit. Yeah. And then the person took it to heart and then went and (sighs) either yelped or it was long. Whatever she wrote was long. So I was like, who has that time? You know, the other thing to think about is, I guess what we say, you know, you maybe we devalue a little bit like our our voices simply because i think comedians are mini cult leaders ooh like your fan base it's not a slight all cult. right not all but but some of your fans really look up to you like people I, say that about rogan yeah, yeah. but but it, all of us like i was yeah. at a show in i did a show in orlando this couple had come and I think again me being left leaning with my politics and they were left leaning and they had a friend of theirs that was right leaning and it was funny because in front of their friend they were like we love you and this and that you know he's a little bit you know 
whatever the, the, the cause was, they're like, you know, tell them what your thoughts are. Like they wanted me to convince their right-leaning friend to be yeah. left-leaning. I don't know my right from my left, so yeah, but, but, I stay but, out of it. But it was funny because I was like, in my mind, I'm going like, oh, these people think that I'm like some kind of, you know, political science PhD. <laughs> I did, I actually did start a PhD in political science, but I dropped out. I didn't, I didn't get past the first year. But the point is, regardless of that, I'm not, I'm not like Elizabeth Warren or right. Bernie's. I'm not going to sit here and be like, the statistics show that 40% of the thing. I'm, I don't know that shit. <laughs> yeah, so I, I got any. my opinion on stage, you know, but some people look at you and they're like probably going, you know, I love everything you say. And then that one moment when you go, hey, here's an abortion bit. They're like, how Ooh. dare you? What kind of a person? What kind of an animal? <laughs> I always tell they didn't they wouldn't want me to be a parent. If I was a parent, I would be, be a the great parent, parent. No. of the kids that were overturning the cars before no, the no. Eagles Super you'd Bowl be, game. You'd Trust. be the best. I, I think you'd be the best mom. No, I'm I really bad. do. I, uh, no, but, I can do good in increments. But they're going to your whole, kids would love you. They'd be My, loving I'm the, you. I'm the fun aunt. Yeah, no, you are the fun aunt until you have a kid, and then you realize like you're you're, you're going to be a great mom, and you <laughs> and you'll be disciplining them because you you treat your kids a lot differently than you do your nieces and, and nephews. That's just that's just nature. I don't know, but I know this. I know that like um, I was in Philly just last weekend and I <laughs> I let my hair dry and it was nice and curly and crazy. Me and my little sister were having a competition to see who's is bigger. And so uh, sh uh, my nephew, my niece, who has a baby, so my great nephew, is that what you call it? Whatever they are. Yeah. yeah. And so. I'm not a political scientist. I, <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I'm making him laugh. And my older nephew is standing next to me, and I go, I'm like killing, right? And yeah. I go, I'm crushing right uh, now. <laughs> and my hair, I look like a Muppet. That's yeah. why I'm crushing. Yeah. The kid's like, what is that? That's fantastic. Is that, did that come out of the TV? Yeah. Where did that come yeah. from? They love and you. And the kid's hysterical laughing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they and love I'm like, you. I'm killing. Yeah. right now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. my nephew's like he's a baby yeah yeah like well, you're an idiot yeah let's see you do it nephew <laughs> yeah, go ahead jump yeah, in here yeah. see if you can do it yeah yeah no <laughs> but so uh, your kids are grown now yeah 14 and 12 is crazy i can't even talk to you my son's got like he's got a you know he's got the voice they, they're they're in my all over my act yeah um, he did a thing where he was like he's such a good kid he's like uh, can I talk to you? And I was like, sure. We were like walking. We were all we were all somewhere. I don't know where we were, but he kind of gave me this thing. And I was like, is he going to tell me he wants to you know, he did drugs? Is he going to tell me he's gay? What's 14, going on? All of it. I'm with yeah. you. I'm, I'm you know just talk to me, buddy. What's going on? He goes, um, you know, I'd like to stop calling you daddy. I'm going to start calling you dad. And I was like, it broke my heart. I was like, you motherfucker. Because like being daddy is like you're my baby, you're my, you're yeah, my daddy. Yeah. I but don't. He had a conversation about that. I like he's that. He's such a good kid. That is nice. And he was. He's like you know he my was friends being sweet. He's yeah, being sweet. He's like my friends. You know they're all calling their dad's dad. And you know and I was like I was like buddy whatever you want. But in my inside I was crying. I was like I want to be daddy. I don't want to be dad. But now you know he's the you know he's that's he's, sweet. Yeah, At yeah. fourteen I was still like where is daddy? <laughs> where he is he not coming back? <laughs> <or>? Mommy. <laughs> Where's where <laughs> To daddy. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where I got daddy issues. That's funny. Um, no, that's amazing. Papa was a Rolling though. Stone. Yes. Um, yes, he was. Yeah, no, he, he, he gave rolled. me. He rolled. He, uh, he gave me the talk. and uh, That's so sweet. Yeah, they're sweet. They're good kids. For, see, today, a 14-year-old, like, I, I was, again, with this podcast, the What's Up Doc, we were talking about how kids grow up. Yeah. Now. Yeah. A 14-year-old now is the equivalent of, like, maybe a 12-year-old. Maybe they're they're a little bit overcoddled. Yeah, but yeah. When I, 
I was 14 going on 28. Yeah. I was already clubbing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. Listen, listen, it was just a different Well, there's mentality. aspects of that that for sure. There's that, I don't we know were, how you grew up. No, we were independent. We'd just be out and about and come back, and that was absolutely. No, yeah. I, was, I was 14. I was, in a, I was in a club at 14. I, 100%. Know. My sister was 10 years older, so I would use her ID. I don't, I don't know alcohol. if it's a compliment to me or her. Yeah, but. we had the IDs. We had all that stuff. But in terms of like some of the ability of doing the stuff that they're doing like my daughter she's 12 and she'll edit the shit out of a video and put oh, like that, the music yeah, together sure, that's different. it's a whole other like computer they, world they could they be making know. a living at 12 yeah you know we had no we had we had to go you know mow a lawn and make five bucks yeah they could be influencing and making you know that's hundreds of thousands too, yeah. of dollars but like, you know as a parent what you learn is there's brain development and so that i've become very patient with or tried to be very um, understanding and and delicate with the way I deal with them because yeah. like our parents and any regular adult would just be like shut up, go to your room, blah blah blah, just scream right. Yeah. But then when you realize, oh, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, they're not doing it on purpose. Like I remember when my yeah. son was like I think around twelve or so. Um, suddenly the room was messier and things were being left sure. around. And as an adult, you walk in, you're like, can't you just pick that up and put it right there? Yeah. And the truth is, they're not meaning to. They just Their brain isn't working that way. And yeah. I read this article of uh, some lady who wrote, wrote an article about her kid getting into that age, and she said, I realize she's not doing it out of like trying to be, despite me. It's just that his brain, because what happens is in that teenage years, so their brain's are developing a lot in those first couple years. Mm -hmm. Then once they hit like five to about twelve, they're kind of the same. They're like a kid, they're babied, you know. Like they're 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 now they're like five, six, seven, eight. They're still kids. They still need yeah. your guidance. But once they hit twelve and on, like the puberty hits, and things the brain, are changing. Yeah, yeah. And like and like the amygdala, which is like the fear part, hasn't developed. And that yeah. actually, once you realize that your brain doesn't fully develop to you like 25 or 26, 100%. then you realize, oh, that's why we were doing that stupid shit. You know, we're in a car in my high school with my friend, a Volkswagen Fox, which yeah. is like <laughs> as sturdy as this table. Right, right, right. There's three of us in the back. He's driving, another guy in the front. We're all probably drunk, and we're going through the windy roads right. Got of yeah. Marin, and we're like music blasting, and every turn we're like, yeah. We're having a great time, really risking our lives. It's a miracle yeah. we're still alive. Doing dangerous stuff carefully. Dangerous stuff, not thinking about <laughs> it, you know? That, who's that? Jordan, um, who's that guy from, I think he's Canadian, Jordan. He's always on Rogan. Michael Jordan? No. I know Mike. Yeah, thank you, Peterson. Oh, yeah. He says, he, I think he was on Theo Vaughn's podcast, and he's like, you got to let your kids do dangerous things carefully. Like, oh, they yeah, have yeah. to learn. Yeah. And it's true, like, because you think about it, you're like, oh, my God, how did I, we did that. Yeah. Golf a bit, you know, a million times over. Um, but it's true. Like you have to learn, do things, and then you learn from those things. And that's how the development, somehow you're like, oh, whoa, well, whoa, don't touch Well, yeah, that. you hot. can't, yeah, you don't can't. Just, well, it's hot. funny. And like, then it gets higher and higher. Yeah, well, my. Although boys never learn to pick up after themselves. Well, listen, there, no, a, a day comes when like, like I kind of have like piles, but they're not. It's, it's relatively clean. It's like, Don't get my, me started. But like, no, when I wake, like one of the things I got the kids to do is I go, make your bed every morning. So I, I make my bed every morning, every morning. I, I, that, that, and I go, that will help you with feng shui, your, your day, your life, it's everything. It's the only thing you can control. Like yeah, but, little things you can control help. So if yeah. you can make your bed and say, look how neat that is. It's a step. 
and, and but the thing, thing but the thing about um uh like my my wife like she was very frustrated with my son's like clothing choices because my <laughs> wife is very particular about how you dress really which what you wear you know and and i told her at a certain point i go listen just let him like if let like, him figure it out let him, yeah, let yeah. him go to school and let something happen like if, if early on when he was first starting to like smell so you needed to wear deodorant sure and my wife would always be like did you put on any deodorant oh i'm sorry i forgot and you go i go babe just let him go and when his friends like go oh You're you stink like smelly whatever kid. Sh- yeah it'll be on all the time yeah you know or the girl a girl why do you smell like that yeah. and then a boy you know or a boy he's attracted whatever whatever you know, it I, is whatever they're someone's gonna tell him get, you stink and that'll be the learning but well, that'll be the learning so you're right you gotta you have to experience but again, you also got to have as an adult, you got to have patience with the fact that their brains aren't working like our brains. That's why I don't have children because I don't have patience <laughs> with the development of a brain and mine isn't developed yet. You're still going through it. So, yeah. All right. So now your specials out on YouTube. Yeah. And where can people find you? So everything's at Maz Jobrani, M-A-Z. Maz Jobrani. Oh, Jobrani. You, have, you have Jeff Ross, uh, Jeff, Ross Jeff uh, Scott doing that. Yeah, you Jeff Scott. On, yeah, yeah, I got it yeah. on. Yeah, him doing the. He would play the piano. Maz I love He's it. Great. Yeah. Well, the Maz Jobrani <laughs> song started with uh, with uh, Joey Diaz. I'd oh, be on right. stage and he'd be back in the back of the OR going Maz Jobrani, Jobrani, Mani, and then I'd just start dancing when he'd do oh oh, and it became a thing. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, I'm at Maz Jobrani across the board. The special is called The Birds and the Bees. It's on YouTube. The Birds and the Bees. So people hopefully check it out. But if, is the Birds know. and is it a documentary as well or just a? No, it's just stand up. The Birds oh. and the Bees is the is me telling the story of how oh, I okay. I did the Birds and the Bees talk with my kids when they weren't ready. Yeah, I stumbled into it. It's a whole thing. Well, let them watch. Yeah, watch. I, th- I think I think people enjoy. Yeah, because I think yeah. people enjoy. Maj, you're very funny, and uh, thank you so much for doing you. this. And yeah. uh, I can't believe you want a guest host. So if I do need a guest host, yeah, and you're in town, I can ask. Text you. me. I'm coming. Let's do this. Yes. I'm loving it. We got more guest hosts, and this, and like sometimes if Rick's here, whatever. Like sometimes we just like a lot of people. Sometimes you know, even if it's just the two of us, we I'm can down. have fun. I'm ready to talk. I love talking. It's great. I love it. Yeah. I hate talking. No, I'm kidding. I love talking. <laughs> well, it's um, funny. I'm not. A, I'm not a super talkative. Like uh, I'm not a talk in public. But when I'm when I got a microphone in front of me, I could talk. <laughs> Get it going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, all right. Please check out his special, Birds and the Bees. Absolutely hilarious. Maz Jabrani, thank you so much. When is your special dropping? We don't know yet. Okay. I haven't even been able to watch it yet. <laughs> watch all the Comedy Store specials. They're great. Well, it, it, he's laughing because I am I hate watching myself. Do you uh, hate yeah. watching yourself? I can. I Again, I've gotten good at going... Uh, I've That's learned. Good. I've That's learned. Bad. Yeah, I've learned th- certain things. Like for example, when when I first started doing any kind of stand up, there was a TV. Like I, the first one I did was Premium Blend on Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. They just give it to an editor, and that guy will take your act and, and butcher it. Butcher it. That and happened then, to and me then, the first time. Yeah, and then there's a lot of cutaways to the crowd. You realize you don't need that many crowd shots. You really yeah. just use the crowd shot when you're transitioning or something. But like. Mm-hmm. My brother-in-law. Oh, transition. Well, yeah. My brother-in-law, who's a fan of comedy, he brought that to my attention on a Bill Burr special. He goes, "I like the fact that it pretty much stays on him with the with the curtain behind him the whole time, so you feel like you're watching it from the theater." And I go, "Oh, that's a good point." Then I started watching other specials, and I realized a lot of them were doing close-up, medium shot, once in a while to the crowd, but then keep me here. So I've learned some things from that. So when I'm watching a special, I'm not watching it going. Uh, cringe, cringe. I'm going, okay, this shot 
needs to it should be from this angle we need to mm. you know, I'm working look going more technically and then the hard part is when you realize oh you know it's either a little too long or there's certain jokes that you're like this is just outdated now and 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 you still find it's funny but you're like I got to kill this baby because it's not it's it is in when I by the time I release this it's not going to be relevant anymore mm-hmm. or or um uh you know for whatever reason you don't want that joke in and that's that that becomes a little bit of the, the, the difficulty depending on how long you're trying to get as well are you trying to do an hour or what was it what did you shoot uh, my, i shot 30 but i think okay. i did no, technically I did. like 45 yeah you did like right? 45 50 and we'll get it down to 30 but to your point on the like the the topical stuff it's not bad to just listen to to let it sit for a little bit mm-hmm. because then when you finally go through it you're you kind of get to the point of like, cause you were traveling right after yours. So yeah. It was like a minute before we all got to like a first cut. Yeah. And same things happening with you, and same things happening with Fitz. You you watch it back now, and you're like, oh, we could cut this bit because it's only been a month, and it's already feeling like yeah. it's it's already like a dead topic. Yeah. Ah. But you yeah. really got to look at it technically and go, these are the angles I want on this. Because ultimately, it's like, you know, if you've done the crowd work stuff that you've put out, a lot of times those crowd work things are from like a comedy club that has a camera in the back and it's just a single sure, shot. Sure, totally. But now that you've got this like four or five camera shoot, there's going to be, you know, John's going to send it to you with certain angles. You could be like, I really like this other angle or or there's a... I like my ass in that shot. I like shot. my ass in that yeah. shot. Or like they should see whatever. It's just if you go at it technically and not worry yeah. as much about like right. cringing about, oh, you know... Well, I'm an asshole, so yeah, I'm working on it, though. Right, John? <laughs> I mean... He hates me. No, I love it. Have you ever seen him do an ad read? An ad read? You know no. what? No one likes you. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. What's your ad read? Are you, are no, you... I'm not good. Like, you know how people <laughs> pick on Bill Burr for his ad reads? No. Oh, I'm... you don't know about this? No. <laughs> well, him and I have that in common, except for... I'm a thousand times worse. <laughs> what is it? Is he is he like not into it? Or the product? Or no, something? it's just, there are people that are we're too dyslexic. Cool for maybe it. no. Uh. It just it, it, your brain goes too fast, so you skip a line or you skip over or uh, yeah, I ad lib yeah. or, and then I get confused. And I've always been one of those kids that like when the teacher says read out loud, I'm just like I'll I'd rather kill you. I'd rather do jail time. Yeah, do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like yeah, I'll just yeah. snap your neck and yeah. school's out. Yeah, and you know I it, it was that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think all that fear, okay. words definitely mix up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. And but then there's I, also you, you and Rick specifically. Like, if you compare, I cannot stand doing it. Yeah, there's also like a cool table thing where it's like we don't want to sell out and do ads, so oh, like they yeah, they yeah. can't get into it. The so nerves, it, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it comes off as just reading. Where like if you look at Justin Martindale, yeah, he can sell you. Uh, that's he can great. sell you COVID. He can, he, but when he's doing it, you can see his soul like leaving his. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely absolutely justin but he knows how to sell he, they sent you like they sent us this fucking good soap i think we had to sponsor them for a little bit but it's just i it's, remember it's that soap, let's get it on it's soap that's oh, yeah, called like fuck boy he Hilarious. sold the shit out he was like i will sell this to anybody and well, I, if funny. i had fuck boy i would remember that i'd have the soap in me now <laughs> well like, it's great when you got a product that you actually go oh i'm gonna use this like i had when exactly I, when i had my podcast they were sending me the uh, what was the one that like prep meal you know the Ho- prep hello meal? fresh yeah. hello fresh <laughs> they said that to us and i'm not a See cook that? Was, that's trauma hello fresh well listen i was telling my i was telling my wife today i go i've realized i have i don't have the patience to cook but when they sent it to me, I got with my daughter. I go, let's try this. And we made these burgers. They were delicious. See, that's so the, the thing. next time I did the read, I was like, guys, 
this is a real thing. I go, even me, I could do it. Like, this is great. I did the same thing. <laughs> and I was like, this is great. But then they had like copy as I well. Know. And that's where I would... Da, 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 yeah. da, da. And I yeah. would get nervous, like, yeah. oh, you're overselling, or you're this, or yeah. you're that. I don't Just know. Keep Insecure. It simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Insecure. I did like the HelloFresh stuff. That was good stuff. But we don't have them anymore. Yeah. Well, we we get them whenever they're really pushing something. So yeah, we yeah get, that's we get true. Like two or it three was reads. Christmas, right? I remember it was yeah. like because it, it was different tags. We'll I have had them to say. again for Thanksgiving. We'll probably have them okay. for Fourth of July, like there when the big go. food holidays come. They, they reappear. It's coming. All right. Well, thank you so much for thank being you, here. Thank you, Eleanor. You're awesome. And um, Love you. yeah, let's get upstairs and do some spots. Tell some jokes. Tell some jokes. I got jokes. no spots tonight. Oh, Maz. I'm, I'm fine. I'm tired. I don't want to go. We'll get you to bump. We'll bump somebody. Let's bump somebody. Thank you guys so much. Like, subscribe, all of the nonsense. Love ya. Guys, Comedy Store Podcast is back. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Please leave us your negative and positive comments, mostly negative. <laughs> 